What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. going on everybody um i'm gonna be a little quiet because my fiance is napping in the other room so hopefully i don't wake her or the dogs up um i put out a poll out there um just the other day to kind of get a feeling for whether or not people would want me to speak about this and i decided um and the poll decided that i should so we're going to dive into the hot button topic of transgenders in sports um I will caveat this throughout the show and right here, right now, just so everybody knows, I have no problem with transgender people. Um, I've had a transgender person on my show. I would do it again. I have no problem with that person. Um, I go buy them a drink. I hang out with the person. They're a great person. I have zero issues with anyone who's transgender or who thinks that that's the way that they need to go to make themselves happy. Um, I am personally against you know, putting that on children because I feel like their brains aren't fully developed and they don't quite have the same moral agency that um, me or probably anybody listening to this podcast would have. So um, they're not quite able to make decisions for themselves. They don't have the same informed consent that um, we as adults do. So um, no problem, no disrespect to any transgender person, but is this a hot button topic and issue going forward? Um, I think it needs to be discussed. And I think there needs to be a little bit more science put into the conversation where we, um, so we can kind of, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff because we could say there's, you know, gender social construct and there's 68 and a half genders or whatever, um, whatever you call yourself, that, that's fine. If you want me to call you a, she, I'll do that. I'm not going to sit here and fight about it now. If it's compelled by law, then, well, it's a little bit of a different story. But um, on a personal level, um, I would have no problem calling anybody something they want to be called within reason, right? Um, so there are obvious differences between men and women, and we'll get into this a little bit more throughout this show. But um, I'm sure you could see by just walking out your front door that, um, you know, men are typically a little bit bigger than women. And women are typically a little bit smaller than men. That's okay. Um, women typically aren't as strong as men. That's okay. Men are typically stronger than women. That's okay. <laughs> or different. It's fine. There's things that um, my fiance is good at that I'm not good at. There's um, things that she's not good at that I'm good at. Um, we're just born different. We're built different. And that's perfectly okay. She's going to be, you know, a, a great mom one day. <laughs> she's going to have kids and she'll be great at that and i'll hopefully be a good dad right we're just different roles different people and that's perfectly fine um that's why it's been all throughout history and as men and women you know we're better together than we are apart right two brains are better than one and once again we're complementary um i think that's absolutely true and i think that um you know the nuclear family for the longest time is kind of the bedrock of society a lot of people or I should say a lot of people, but some people kind of disagree with that. But I think that is 
the truth is that you need tight knit communities and that um, children need a mother and a father in the home to produce the best outcome for that child. And I've covered that in another podcast that I'll probably release later. But um, so let's kind of dive into this here. I'm gonna do a little share screen and make sure that I got everything I need to get up here. So this was a story that had kind of broke and got everybody up in a tizzy. So um, Penn swimmer Leah Thomas becomes first known transgender athlete to win division one national championship. Um, this is from ESPN. Um, Leah Thomas, the national champion, Thomas, who's a transgendered woman, touched the wall in four minutes, 33.24 seconds in the 500 yard freestyle on Thursday night to become the first known transgender athlete to win a division one national championship in any sport. Thomas finished 1.75 seconds ahead of second place Emma Wyant, who attends Virginia. Thomas's time was season best and a little more than nine seconds off Katie Ledecky's 424 record. Um, I think that's a little bit off, but we'll we'll continue on. Anyways, the race began with the crowd cheering for each of the swimmers, but fans were noticed for Thomas' introduction. Save Women's Sports founder Beth Stesler draped the final banner with the organization's phrase over the railing. Um, during the race, Thomas was alternately tested by Olympians Brooke Ford, Erica Sullivan, and Wyant. Thomas led early, but was passed by Sullivan and trailed for most of the first half of the race. Thomas and Wyant went stroke for stroke, but in the back half of the race, Thomas pulled away or pulled away over the final 150 yards to win her first national championship. Okay, so that's just kind of laying out the story and what everyone's kind of all up in a tizzy about. And I get it. Um I will lay out my opinion here as well as that I don't think transgender women should be allowed to compete with women because we're just built different as I've kind of elaborated at the beginning of this show. Um, so let's kind of go over the data of different swimmers and we'll get a little bit of a better feeling for this. So before um, Leah had transitioned, she was named Will. So um, I got Will's men swimming and diving thing pulled up here. Um, from 2018 to 2019 and really his record her former record was impressive actually when you kind of dive into it and you look at um different world records that different people have set um for the 500 free which mainly what we're going to focus on because that's kind of what i can find data for and for what the record was set in um the 500 free by will thomas was 418.72 which it's pretty good when you know you kind of start diving into these numbers and the record that was set was um sorry 433.24 so um they actually did worse from what i can tell so but they beat out the women there so um the previous world record holder was katie ledecky um in an article from swimming world magazine so i would assume they're probably knowledgeable about swimming stuff i'm definitely not um ledecky recorded a 430 55 in the 500 beating four other swimmers in the race um this was dated october 29th 2021 so this was quite a few months ago when this record was set um set so the other person that had came in second in this race was emma wyant um i got the article here pulled up um from a olympic debut um and, and i'll get into the significance of this here in a second so emma white captures silver in her olympic debut um 
When Emma Wyatt arrives on grounds in a few weeks, she will have a new accessory to bring with her, an Olympic silver medal. The incoming first year was outstanding in her Olympic debut, finishing second in 400-meter individual medley on Saturday night. Japan's Yui Ohashi finished first with a time of 432.08. Wyatt's 432.76 was a new personal best for the Florida native to the event. Um, to make it to the olympics um i'm gonna quit reading from here um let me see if i can stop doing a share screen and then we'll um kind of get back into it here in a minute um to to kind of give her compliments on this it, it's kind of funny um to get to the olympics you have to have phenomenal genetics right you would have to be a genetic animal you'd have to be very very gifted let's think about bodybuilders right the mr olympia um even if ronnie coleman didn't do all the drugs that he did which may not be as much as people might think um he would still look like ronnie coleman right um i'm not this genetic freak right i work out but I work very, very hard to maintain the muscle that I have. And I have to eat copious amounts of protein to maintain said lean mass and oftentimes train to failure at the end of each, um, you know, set, not every single set, but like at the end of the set for that specific muscle to, you know, build a little bit more lean mass. Cause when you get to your genetic potential, um, you have to send, you have to put your all into giving your body the signals to grow. So, um, what kind of a long-winded way to say that um, clearly Emma is very genetically blessed. When you can make it to the top of your game in anything, clearly you were blessed. Um, you chose the right parents, right? Uh, I didn't choose the right parents. I, I don't look like Ronnie Coleman. I'm never going to look like Ronnie Coleman. And guess what? That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have to look like Ronnie Coleman. Um, I had Mark Lobliner on the show. I don't look like Mark Lobliner. He's got good genetics. He's done steroids. All these people who are ridiculously huge and shredded that you see, a lot of them just have really good genetics. The bodybuilders, Jake Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, all those guys that you could possibly name, they have really good genetics and they work really freaking hard for the muscle that they have. It's not like you just do steroids and then you get huge. It's a lot of work. Um, the reason why this connects is because to be at the top of your game of anything, once again, you just have to be very, very genetically blessed as Emma Wine is. And clear, I would even say Leah Thomas probably is as well. So kind of going back to this here, um, she had to be very, very good at her sport in order to make it to the Olympics. So we're going to read from here. Um, Karen Smith set the 500 world record um, the 500 meter world record for a swim as the, as a male, right? So um, Florida Gators swimming and diving sophomore Kieran Smith set a new American and NCAA 500 meter freestyle record to lead the way for the Gators in the 200 Southeastern championships. Smith's record breaking time of 406.32 best the former American mark set of 407.25 set by Zane Groth on November 30th, 2017. Um, the date of this, uh, okay, I wasn't sure if that was a different date, but um, February 20th, 2020. So this is about two years, a little over two years ago at this point. Um, Kieran, same deal as Ronnie Coleman, same deal as Jay Cutler, same deal as Emma Wyant, um, genetically blessed. In order to place a world record, you have to be really, really good at something, right? I don't hold any world records. 
uh, I mean, I'm maybe good at fixing cars. I'm better than the average guy at lifting weights, as we'll cover here shortly. Um, it's really freaking good. It's not easy to be the best at something. I know people want to just wave it away and say, oh, well, you know, it's performance enhancing drugs. Well, even the people who are on performance enhancing drugs or whatever, they're still very, 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 you know, they work very, very hard to do that. So um, the kind of nail in the coffin for me is when I started learning about muscle protein synthesis and testosterone and that's kind of a big difference between men and women, right? Is that men have a lot more testosterone than women. And once again, we're just built differently. So um, we're going to cover this study real quick. It's just the abstract, but you can kind of get everything you need from it. Um, we studied the effect of pharmacological dosing of testosterone and nethate um, on muscle mass and total body potassium and on whole body and muscle protein synthesis in normal male subjects. Muscle mass estimated by creatine excretion increased in all nine subjects. Total body potassium mass estimated by 40K counting increased in all subjects. In four subjects, prime continuous infusion protocol with L-leucine was used to determine whole body leucine flux and oxidation. Um, I think I covered this in episode 49 of the show. Um, leucine is the specific amino acid and proteins that... Um, will trigger muscle protein synthesis the most. About three grams of leucine is what will trigger that. So the more robust response that you have to leucine, you're going to grow more muscle, right? Um, so whole body protein synthesis was estimated from non-oxidative flux. Muscle protein synthesis rate was determined by measuring a leucine incorporation into muscle samples obtained by needle biopsy. Testosterone increased muscle protein synthesis in all subjects Leucine oxidation decreased slightly. So leucine oxidation would basically be the burning of leucine where you wouldn't be able to use it, right? Um, but whole body protein synthesis did not change significantly. Muscle morphometry showed no significant increase in muscle fiber diameter. These say suggest that testosterone increases muscle mass by increasing muscle protein th synthesis. So once again, this is why kind of anabolic thresholds are going to be different from men to women and why men, once again, are stronger than women. Um, we weigh more, we have more body mass, and we have more testosterone. So therefore, our overall strength is just going to be more than that of women's. I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, reveal the 19th. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying just men are naturally stronger than women. That's okay. We can be okay with this. So um, this is going to get into kind of averages here, right? So I pulled up strengthlevel.com, and I've looked at this a lot to kind of see how I shape up. Um, we're going to look at deadlift standards in men and women. So as you can see, how much should I be able to deadlift? The beginner should be able to deadlift about 171 pounds and 334 pounds if you're intermediate. Um, the deadlift is basically a lift where you grab a bar on the floor and then you lift it up using pretty much your whole body and then drive your hips forward. Um, maybe I'll do a video or something like that on proper deadlift form. I don't know. There's plenty of videos on YouTube already, so maybe not. <laughs> but uh, you're going to see here men on average just have a lot greater strength in this, and that's okay. So um, we'll look at female here. Um, how much should I be able to deadlift? A beginner should be 85 pounds, and an intermediate would be 194 pounds. Funny enough, both my fiance and I, even though she doesn't train as much as I do, um, we're both well, or well, I'm well above intermediate and she's above intermediate as well. Her record deadlift, it was, uh, I think 215 or 225, something like that. She's strong and it's cool. 
um, my record deadlift was 500 pounds at about 190 pounds. So um, let's kind of breeze through this here. Um, you can see for the body weight, 110, you know, 93 pounds, all the way up to 349 pounds. Um, we'll go down here to 190, right? The beginner should be able to deadlift 206 and i'm going to 190 because that's about what i weighed when i set my personal record for it um the elite um is 546 pounds and the advance is 448 um 448 is relatively easy for me right i mean it's not like you know oh i can just pick it up i can do it um and then obviously as you get heavier you're gonna have more body mass so you're gonna have more potential basically for muscle because you're just a bigger human your power to weight ratio is going to be different. So, you know, 310 pounds and elite would be 761 pounds. Um, so they have a little calculator here. And what do the strength standards mean? Um, beginner stronger than 5% of lifters. A beginner lifter can perform the movement correctly and has practiced at it for at least a month. Novice stronger than 20%. Intermediate stronger than 50%. Advanced stronger than 80%. And elite is stronger than 95%. Um, an elite lifter has decayed over five years to become competitive at strength sports. So me personally, I'm not quite at elite. I would like to be, but, um, you know, we'll see where that goes because there's a great chance for injury as you put more and more weight on the bar and do lower and lower reps just because it's so strenuous. You know, obviously our, our bodies weren't necessarily designed to pick up 500 pounds. Um, so now let's go into women and you're going to see how kind of drastically different this is. So 90, they're, you know, a 90 pound female, a beginner would be able to deadlift 54 pounds and elite would be 265, right? This is at 90 pounds. So let's go up to an 150 pound woman, 93 pounds for a beginner and 344 for an elite. And we kind of define the terms there. Once again, obviously, as you get bigger, a 260-pound female would be able to deadlift 442 in elite level and 146 pounds at a beginner level. Um, so as you can kind of see by just gender alone, um, men, their power to weight ratio is completely different, right? So a beginner will only be able to lift, you know, slightly under their weight, whereas women are almost like half of that. And once again, I'm not putting women down. I know this, that's what people are going to think. People, that's what people are going to say, but it just kind of is what it is. You know, if that hurts your feelings, I don't know what to tell you. So let's look at um, mile times as well. Um, so this is going to go by age group and men versus women. Um, age can influence how fast you run. Most runners reach their fast pace between the ages of 18 and 30. The average running speed per mile in a 5k or 3.1 mile race is below. This data was collected in the United States in 2010 and is based on the run times of 10,000 runners. Um, so I'll throw my little thing in here. Uh, best time for me in a 5K, I think I set actually during the year of the great vid um, in 2020, I think I ran a 5K in a little, I wanna say like 24 and a half minutes. So um, ages 16 to 19, your average mile for man or for men would be nine minutes, 34 seconds. And for women, it would be 12 minutes, nine seconds. Um, as you get older, that kind of goes in flux a little bit, 20 to 24. Um, they're a little bit quicker. That seems to be ideal then. Um, nine minutes, 30 seconds for men and 11 minutes, 44 seconds for women. Um, 25 to 29, 10 minutes, three seconds. Women, 11, 42. And then obviously, as you get older, um, you're a little bit more brittle, you lose muscle mass due to something that, that's um, been called anabolic resistance, where you need more protein to 
you know, have the same muscle protein synthesis response. And, you know, most people typically don't exercise as they get older. So they're not going to have the same aerobic capacity as they get older and older. So 65 to 99, the average was 13 minutes, 52 seconds. And the average for women was 16 minutes, 12 seconds. Um, so that's kind of all I wanted to share there. Um, so once again, my opinion is I don't think the sports companies or these competitions should allow female transgenders in. And that's not to say I don't think they should be allowed to compete in sports. It's not saying I want the government to go in. I know people are going to think that and think that's what I'm endorsing, but I'm not. I'm just saying I think it's not fair to women who are genetically blessed or women who have worked very, very hard their entire lives to have their dreams essentially smashed because someone decided that they no longer wanted to be a male and they wanted to become a female and a female wanted to compete in that sport. Um, I admire anybody who competes, really. If you compete in powerlifting, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Go kick ass. But it's not fair to people who don't have the same genetic gift of testosterone, right? Men, once again, naturally have more testosterone as we reviewed in that study. Testosterone um, it seems to be suggested that that's going to give you more muscle mass. And yes, there's women that are bigger than men, but on average, men are just bigger and more muscular than women. And I'm not, once again, I've said it a million times, but I'm not putting down women. This is just the way it is. Um, I hope I didn't crush too many people's feelings. If you're looking to get strong and jacked, you should use some of the supplements that I do, Access Life Supplements. Uh, go ahead, go on there. I'll have an affiliate link here in the description below and use code MATOVIC10, M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K-1-0 at checkout. Let them know I sent you. You get a little discount. Um, feel free to let me know what you think about this. Tell me how wrong I am. Tell me I'm a transphobe, whatever you got to do. Um, this is kind of my thoughts and I figured I should put it out there as somebody who considers himself an athlete and a, you know, fitness advocate. I felt like, um, there needed to be a little bit more nuance and a little bit more information put into this rather than just transgender, bad transgender shouldn't compete. Well, I agree. I don't agree that they're bad, but I agree that we need to talk about this a little bit more and give actual, you know, sound evidence and data as to why this is the case. That's my opinion. Um, and I've seen other people say maybe they could just, you know, take exogenous hormones. I, I don't know. I don't think that's really a good solution because you're not going to undo, you know, 20, 30 years of having testosterone and being able to get the benefits of that, of building muscle and, you know, enjoy the privileges of having higher testosterone as a female. Um, I don't think you can just do away with that. Maybe you can, maybe I'm full of crap. I sincerely don't know, but um, hopefully my thoughts were helpful. Um, if anybody disagrees, I'd be glad to talk to anybody about this. Just kind of um, let me know what you think. And you guys know where I'm at on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and until next time, everybody take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.